says tech can't be human? Not being able to travel overseas is just an excuse because there are plenty of national parks where you can really be a tourist in your own land. Welcome to the Hacker Valley Studio Podcast. Axonius has crossed the chasm, the first company to solve the cybersecurity asset management problem. Gartner has recognized cyber asset attack surface management chasm as a category in their hype cycle for network security 2021 report. Axonius gives its customers a comprehensive, always up-to-date asset inventory, helps uncover security gaps, and automates as much of the manual remediation as you want. Take a look at Axonius and give your teams time back to work on the high-value cyber initiatives they were trained to do. What's going on, everybody? You are in the Hacker Valley studio with your hosts, Ron and Chris. Yes, sir. Welcome back to the show. Glad to be back again. Our guest this episode is Isabel Leong. Isabel helps brands get the most out of their online presence and has helped herself and others reach financial freedom by leveraging the digital tools out there to spread her message and gain business. When I saw Financial Freedom in Isabel's bio and heard that we were going to speak to her, I was like, yes, selfishly, of course. But most importantly, <laughs> Isabel, welcome to the podcast. Hi, hi. Thanks for having me. Really stoked to be here. Fantastic, Isabel. Can't wait to dive into your lifestyle because I'm sure it is the envy of so many people being able to travel and move freely through the world. But first, for the folks that don't know who you are just yet, would love to hear a little bit about your background and what you're doing today. Yeah, sure. So I'm Isabel and I run a travel blog called Bell Around the World. This has been what has spearheaded my journey towards full-time travel. And right now I'm also educating others to help them to achieve this remote work freedom as well. So let's dive right into your background. How did this really come about for you and your life? Did you travel a lot as a kid? Is this something that you developed later in life? Tell us the story about that. Yeah. Um, when I was young, I would say our family, we did annual, annual trips, but nothing out of the ordinary. It was really when I did a semester abroad in my uni days that I kind of bought this one-way ticket and I flew all the way from Asia to Europe for the first time. Everything was very exciting. I was I was like micro-planning all of my itineraries. And then I thought, okay, what better way to document all of that travel and share my travel itineraries with everyone by than by creating a blog. And so that was how this hobby blog was born. And I guess... I was in Europe for six months. I had plenty of travel experiences to share. And after that, when I returned back home to Singapore, it was kind of a one-track one track mind for me. Like I had to finish my studies. I had to um, pursue full-time work in a corporate setting. And like a part of me was still always had the travel bug, which was why... In the back of my mind, I was always wondering if there were any other way that I could do to be able to travel more than the 14-day annual leave days that I have a year. 
So I slowly worked towards growing my blog as a side, um, growing my authority in the travel space, creating as much valuable content as I could. And well, long story short, I eventually did manage to like grow the traffic and be able to earn a full-time income from just blogging. So I'm sure it sounds amazing for anyone to be able to take time off of work, an extended amount of time off of work, and be able to travel. But I don't think that's exactly what you're doing, right? It sounds like you are working. You're still figuring out ways to uh, promote awareness and engagement about the things that you're doing and the things that you're interested in. So what what all goes into traveling for a living? Yeah, so right now my full focus is being able to, it's kind of traveling full-time, but also creating content based on the travel experiences I've had and, and then sharing it on the blog. And it is through different different means of um, traffic acquisition that I get traffic to my page. And in essence, getting more traffic is the way that I'm paid online as a blogger. So walk us through a little bit of the lifestyle of traveling around, because now with this new age of remote work, people are able to work in one place and live in another. And if you're really fancy, you can move around as much as you want. Tell us a little bit about your lifestyle. Give us a peek under the hood and what it's like. Yeah, for sure. So in the past one year since leaving Singapore, I've been kind of doing this whole slow travel lifestyle. I would be maybe spending two months in Colombia. One month I would be rigorously working a full-time, like a full-time job essentially, creating content, editing pictures. Sometimes I do video yeah, other times, you know, replying emails, that's the kind of logistical administrative tasks. And then the next month, I would be exploring the rest of Colombia. And then the following month, um, I sort of base my experiences to come up with travel post ideas. And yeah, the, the cycle kind of uh, repeats. Sometimes on occasion and different exceptions, I did get a house sitting a pet sitting gig in Bolivia so that allowed me to be based in La Paz Bolivia for three months and really just do more local experiences while caring for the pets of the host wow I mean sounds incredible in some ways it sounds very scary for me and others because that would really get me outside of my comfort zone of you know sitting at my desk having my routine and I would imagine that you know you've develop strategies and your own ways to have productive days, especially since you're traveling around. So what all goes into staying productive and engaged while you're about to embark on a new destination? Yeah, so I'm not going to lie. It can be really unproductive when I'm traveling. So I kind of set up mini retirements along the way where I would be working really nonstop having just a set base for maybe a month or a few months and then maybe take the next month off to just travel. So for instance, like the last month, all of February, I was in the Dominican Republic. We were moving from place to place every few nights because we wanted to have the three weeks in the Dominican Republic trying to cover as much as possible. And right now I'm in Costa Rica. I have no plans and I don't want to create any travel plans because 
my zone of this is the period where I'm trying to focus and get things done. Everything that was not dealt with in the previous month, I'm hoping to get all of it done so that after I finish my backlog and plan ahead for the next few months, at least I'm cleared to go if I do have some travel plans up. You know, I'm a huge risk taker. I'm one of those people that likes to take risk. I like to gamble on things, not gamble in the traditional sense, but gamble with moves with my career, gamble with moving to a new state or a new location or even switching careers altogether. But I'm sure there's a lot of people that have a lot of fear when it comes to adopting a new lifestyle. Has fear ever entered your mind in any stage of this transition for yourself? Absolutely. I mean, in the beginning, blogging was just considered a hobby and it wasn't that accepted. Every time when I tell people that I'm going to work on my blog full-time and they were like, okay, so when are you going to go back to the full-time job? <laughs> that sort of thing. So it's not been easy for sure. And of course, there are a lot of doubts. There are a lot of uncertainties because back then there weren't that many case studies. And if there were, they were not from they were not from Singapore, where I'm from. They're usually more established countries where there are great readership like in the US or in, the, or in, or in Canada. So it definitely was a huge risk for me but I told myself that I would give myself three months to make it or break it to either prove to myself and my my family back home that I could earn an equivalent of a full-time income back home in order to show that this is a sustainable way of living in order to be able to continuously travel and earn an income a recurring income and so yeah I gave myself that three months to experiment with this lifestyle. Love that. One of my goals in life is to gain a lot of rare and valuable skills so I can have two types of freedom. One type of freedom is personal freedom and the other type of freedom is financial freedom. So what does freedom mean for you? Because it sounds like you're you're in this stage in your life where you're exploring this personal freedom, moving around the world, but also financial freedom being able to earn an income. So what did those two things mean for you? Yeah, for me, it is not having to be glued to my seat, to be doing recurring tasks every single day. I like being able to have the breath to explore my boundaries, both in a personal and professional way, in the sense where like, if I wanted to do, like I started off just writing, so it's just all content. And then now as video becomes more and more of a trend, I have to learn how to be comfortable in front of the camera. And then I have to evolve to be savvy on social media. So it's like a continuously evolving role that I'm in right now, which is what helps me not be stagnant. And in a way, by pushing myself out of, the, out of my comfort zone, it's how I thrive, essentially. So when you think about people out there that, feel like they're stuck in one place or the other. What is that piece of advice that you have for folks to expand their horizons, try something new? Would you advise them to vacation first and just kind of travel around a bit? Or would you have them jump feet first into something new? Being away from your status quo is definitely a terrifying thing. I would say, I mean, not everyone's going to have the courage to 
to just discard everything that they know and enter an entirely new lifestyle. So I would say really to maybe speak to people outside of your circle, speak to people, join networks that are living the kind of lifestyle that you're trying to live and get some insight, create conversations with them. You could even take a sabbatical if you're really stuck with your job, you're feeling super unfulfilled and unhappy with your job. I would say to, yeah, take take a break, you know, just let go for a while, let your mind wander and speak to people outside of your usual circle. That was what really switched my mindset when I when I did my semester abroad in France. I was talking to you know, like when I was in Singapore in uni, I was in a management university. So everything that was taught to us, even when I was studying psychology, was all about um, the corporate management route. And so going into the semester abroad when I was overseas, I was couch surfing and meeting different kinds of people, very interesting kinds of people, like artists, like musicians. And it is through talking to them and learning that they like to pursue their own passions regardless of whether it pays well or not, that really stood out to me and that really helped me have a different perspective in life. This podcast is sponsored by PlexTrack, the proactive cybersecurity management platform bringing red and blue teams together for better collaboration and communication. FlexTrack makes cybersecurity teams more efficient, effective, and proactive to help them win the right security battles. Aggregate security data from all of your sources, centralize remediation efforts, and deploy a purple teaming platform that facilitates your tabletop exercises. Claim your free purple teaming research report and book a demo of FlexTrack by visiting flextrack.com forward slash Hacker Valley. That's P-L-E-X-T-R-A-C dot com forward slash Hacker Valley. I'm sure along the way you've run into a few people, I mean, probably many people that have said, you know what, this doesn't actually work. And I would imagine that one of the type of person that you've ran into is, is a parent or someone that's married. You know, how how do you what do you say to people like that 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 say that this is not realistic because they're married or they have kids? Is it or is it not? No, there are so many exceptions of people living, working, having a family abroad while still traveling. So it really you really just have to be more open and be involved in these communities. I've spoken to people who they're a long-term couple. They're thinking of having a family. And I did post a question on whether they're going to find a base in order to set up a family and for the kids to go to school. And they presented me with this uh, knowledge that I never knew before. It was about how there are homeschooling options. There are communities where the kids can homeschool in each parent's place as a in diff- on different days so you kind of get a different kind of school curriculum with different parent teachers each day so that was really interesting to me like I never knew that existed in the past I always thought that okay maybe it's just homeschooling but now 
there are more and more people, more and more, like a bigger community of remote workers and also tons of resources out there to support the kind of lifestyle you want to live, whether it is long-term travel, whether it is setting up a family and traveling. Let's dive a little bit more into your experiences, because one of the things that I love about podcasting is that we get exposed to so many different amazing people around the world, including yourself. One thing that I've always wondered is with people that are serial travelers, people that travel around the world, what is that one moment that impacted your life the most when you're traveling, meeting new people and in new locales? Ooh. I've had too many experiences, but yeah, one of it, one of it was really talking to different people and learning how there are different types of paths that you can choose that can still lead to fulfillment without having to tie yourself down to a, a corporate job. Also the fact that there are a lot of people who really just spontaneously travel. I used to be a planning nerd. I used to plan every single trip I had but now but now I've transitioned towards more spontaneous travel and being open to new different experiences spur of the moment type of activities and that in itself is an adventure on its own love the experience topic and I want to dive deeper in that because I've traveled a few places outside of the country, not really many places. And I have this understanding of what goes on within the United States. I have like this understanding of the energy within the country. And I feel like you have this extra level of energy. And I would maybe even go as far to say it might be like you, you're able to understand cosmic energy a bit more, you know, this, this energy that exists everywhere. And along the way, you know, understanding energy and you know, letting serendipity happen. I've seen someone that I've never expected to see in a remote place in the States. Like I've run into people outside of the state. I've run into people outside of the country. What has been some of the crazy things that have happened to you that you're like, wow, there must be more to this life, more to the things that we just haven't uh, gotten to understand yet? Ooh, okay. I'll tell you about a personal experience of mine that well, it's kind of unexplainable. I don't know if it might be a case of manifestation. So I was pet sitting in Bolivia for three months and I sort of really got into the whole, whoa, I want to take care of pets kind of thing. And then our next plan of action was to be in Peru for at least a month. And it's kind of impossible, impossible to take care of a pet in a short span of maybe one month. And I was just browsing around. I found a cat cafe. I randomly asked if I could adopt a pet, a, a cat for a month. And she was like, no, it's impossible. We only take in permanent adoptions. And then a couple days later, she, she reached out to me saying that they had an abandoned pregnant cat and the cat needs a foster home. She's unable to be in the cat cafe with other cats because she's pregnant and she gets aggressive. So I was like, holy shit, this is uh, like a dream come true because I get to I get to care for a pregnant kitty for the entire duration that I was in Cusco. And I guess, yeah, it really is unexplainable because in my entire duration of travel, I have never gotten the responsibility to care for a pet. And this is kind of impossible as well with constant travel. So 
it was kind of miraculous in a way. Like it's unexplainable. And it's not a permanent, she didn't expect me to take care of her permanently, only only during the duration that she was pregnant. So yeah, so we, I got to really witness the birth of the babies, which was really, really cool. And it's one of the travel experiences that you don't typically hear about. And if I was back home, because I live with my family, having a cat or a pet would typically not, not be possible. One of the things that changed me is traveling around and just seeing other ways of life and perspectives. Has being a, a serial traveler really put life into perspective for you when you see the, the way that different people live their lives? So much. I feel like my growth as a person has been really impacted by travel a lot. In the past, I used to be really just single-minded. I used to be introverted, shy, insecure. And it is through putting myself out there and having to deal with unexpected circumstances that you become, or at least I've become more adaptable, more like a chameleon, you know, like having to adapt to different situations and making the best out of it, whether it is getting my house broken into at 4 a.m., or getting deported in uh, in LA airport for 12, yeah, I had to be stuck there for 12 hours. Mm. Or, yeah, forgetting to pick up my phone before my flight, so I had to live without a phone for, for a while. Wow. Yeah, that, that would be interesting to say the least. I, I can't imagine leaving the house without <laughs> my phone, but going on a trip without my phone, <laughs> oh my goodness. But I'm sure... I'm sure you were better for it. I'm sure there was all sorts of things that you were able to see and observe without your phone, without the distraction of the phone that we carry with us all the time. For the folks out there that want to start living life again, because I'm sure there's a lot of folks that are listening that haven't been able to travel. They haven't been able to go to different places. They've been stuck in the same place and they feel like they their lives have become monotonous. What is that one piece of advice or that one comment that you would have for those people that feel stuck in reality, but want to explore more? Mm -hmm. Not being able to travel overseas is just an excuse because your backyard could be your playground there, especially if you live in a big country like the US or Canada. There are plenty of national parks where you can really be a tourist in your own land. And if I lived in a place like that, I would definitely want to just take my car or get a van and do camping or road trips or anything that you're not typically used to traveling. Like, for example, if you are used to visiting cities and, and having accessible transportation, you could switch it up and try camping for a little bit, you know, try a different kind of style, traveling style. Fantastic. Thank you so much for hopping on the mics with us. And I know you are constantly traveling, so it's not very easy for you to, to take out time like this. But for the folks that want to stay up to date with you and all the incredible things that you've been doing in your life, what are the best ways that people can do that? Yeah, you can check out my travel blog at wellaroundtheworld.com. I post everything from food guides to travel guides to how to be a digital nomad and how to blog, basically. You can also find all of my social platforms from the blog, and I'm pretty present on all of them. Excellent. We have them all in the show notes for everyone to stay up to date with you, Isabel. We really appreciate the time, and we'll see everyone next time. 
If you found value in this content, it would mean the world to us if you shared it on social media, sent it to a friend, or talked about it over coffee.